Good morning, and peace be with you. I'm going to direct you to the announcements in your bulletin. I'm going to also direct you to read it for yourselves if you'd like, because pastor walked in here late, and uh, <laughs> let's get the uh, service started. But I, I uh, well, there is lunch with Pastor Ken, and we got to mention that. That's uh, Wednesday at 11.30. So bring a sack lunch and have uh, a little lunch with me on Wednesday. That would be delightful. Um, we have adult education today. We Miss Jackie came in and, and asked me if we would do it on the Super Bowl, and I'm all for it. So if you want to come and study the Bible on Super Bowl Sunday, then come on in and, and we'll do it. Um, you know, it's, I'm, I'm sad to say that it's lost its importance to me, unfortunately, over the um, several years. So uh, even though I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area, I remember when the 49ers, nobody would go and watch them play. So that was pre-80s, of course, and Joe Montana and all that good stuff. But anyway, long short, I digress. Uh, we will have uh, the adult education for all who would like to attend. You are invited. Dinner and movie night is coming on um, February the 22nd 20 in, um, at 5 p.m. And dinner and fellowship in the uh, fellowship hall. And we're going to see the movie Courageous. And... Uh, it will be a fun night, so invite friends, and we'll get a chance to, to hang out together in, a, uh, in an environment that's a little low-key, although it seems like we're pretty comfortable with each other anyway. So anyway, come and enjoy. There's the flower chart out in the narthex, and I invite you to take a look at that, to sign up for any weeks that are uh, important to you, uh, important anniversaries, and and so forth. That would be wonderful. Sit and be fit is continuing on, and it is on Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. The baby, the babies. Wow, slow down, Ken. The ladies Bible study on Wednesdays, uh, and they're they're in the book of Exodus. And are you getting close to exiting the Exodus, or are you just get started with that? Yeah. In a week or two, you'll be you'll be done. Yeah, wow, okay. Beautiful. You really march right through. Beautiful. Okay, well, I think that takes care of us for now. Let us stand and sing as unto the Lord. Our opening hymn is Lord with Glowing Heart on page 243.
Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God who is faithful and just will forgive our sins. Let us confess our sins to God our Father. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you, and for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as you're called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. <coughs> for this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia.
us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, as your only begotten Son was this day presented in the temple in the substance of our flesh, grant that we may be presented to you with pure and clean hearts through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. The first reading is taken from the first book of Samuel, chapter 1, verses 21 through 28, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 419. This is the story of Hannah, who was childless and and prayed to God to have a child, and she would give him to the Lord if she did. 1 Samuel 1, 21 through 28. When her husband, Echanah, came up to with all of his family to offer the annual sacrifice to the Lord and to fulfill his vow, Hannah did not go. She said to her husband, after the boy is weaned, I will take him and present him before the Lord and he will live there always. Do what seems best to you, her husband Echanah told her. Stay here until you have weaned him. Only may the Lord make good his word. So the woman stayed at home and nursed her son until she had weaned him. After he was weaned, she took the boy with her, young as he was, along with a three-year-old bull, a ephah of flour, and a skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord at Shiloh. When the bull had been sacrificed, they brought the boy to Eli, and she said to him, Pardon me, my Lord, as surely as you live. I am the woman who stood here beside you praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. So now I give him to the Lord, for his whole life will be given over to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there. We will read Psalm 84 responsibly, which is printed in your bulletin. Psalm 84. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young, a place near your altar. Lord Almighty, my King and my God. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. And they go from strength to strength, till each appears before God in Zion. Look on our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. Uh, 
For the Lord God has a sun and shield. The Lord bestowed favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. The epistle this morning is taken from the book of Hebrews, chapter 2, verses 14 through 18, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1864. Hebrews 2, 14 through 18. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity, so that by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by the fear of death. For surely it is not the angels he helps, but Abraham's descendants. For this reason, he had to be made like them, fully human in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke from the second chapter. Pardon me while I walk over this way, I think it might be over here. Here we go. Like a well oiled machine is your pastor. The gospel reading this morning is from the book of St. Luke. It's chapter 2, verses 22 through 40, and can be found in your pew Bible on page 1591. Luke 2, verses 22 through 40. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. The Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Now moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts, and when the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what the custom of the law required, 
Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The Lord's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. And then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts and hearts will be revealed The thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul as well. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, who uh, was of the tribe of Asher. And Anna was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. This is the gospel of the Lord. You will Christ be seated. Will you please pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Luke 2, 25 and 26. Let me read it one more time. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon. He was righteous and devout He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Have you ever read the story Horton Hatches an Egg by Dr. Seuss? Have you ever seen it? I'm sure grandchildren, children, we read it. We wore it out. It is a wonderful story about an elephant named Horton. And the story begins with a a really lazy bird named Maisie, and she's sitting on her egg in a tree. Sitting on her egg in a tree. 
and sitting on the egg was tiresome, and it was boring to Maisie. She hated it. She said to herself, I'd take a vacation. I'd fly off for, the re- off for a rest if I could find someone to stay on my nest. And that's when Horton walked by. And Maisie asked Horton if he would sit on her egg while she took a little rest. And Horton objected at first. But Maisie promised that she would not be gone long. And so Horton finally agreed. And soon he was sitting on the nest while Miss Maisie flew off to Florida for a vacation. And in Florida, Maisie had such fun that she decided she would never return to her nest. And days turned into weeks, and weeks turned into months. But Horton kept sitting there day after day, Winter came, and icicles hung from Horton's trunk and from his feet. But still he remained faithful to his promise to Maisie, the lazy bird. Horton said, I'll stay on this egg, and I won't let it freeze, he said with a sneeze. I meant what I said, and I said what I meant. An elephant is faithful. 100%. Now, (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's not indicative of all elephants. I don't know if elephants are really faithful 100% or not, but I know someone who is, and that's our Father who art in heaven. The Bible is full of promises, the promises of God. And God is always faithful to keep his promises, isn't he? he? Amen? God keeps his promises, amen? All right. It's going to get better, I promise, you know. In the Bible, there is a historical account about the man Simeon. And Simeon was a, a very old man who had faithfully served God all of his life. And Simeon was looking forward to coming the coming of the Messiah. And God had promised Simeon that he would not die until he had seen the Christ, the promised Messiah. And so we read in the account this morning, the gospel account, that a few days, which is actually 40 days, according to the law of Moses, after the birth of Jesus, Mary and Joseph took Jesus to the temple to dedicate him to God. And Simeon was in the temple, and as soon as Simeon, we know, saw the baby, he knew that Jesus was the Christ and that God had kept his promise that he would not die until he had seen the Messiah. God is faithful to his promises 100%. We are at the beginning of a new year. And many of us will make promises to God about things that we will do in the new year. And I'm afraid that many times they are promises made, but 
promises never kept. We are not promise keepers. We are promise breakers by definition. And that is the condition of our flesh. In Romans 7, 24, Paul cries out, Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? And then in the next verse, verse 25, he says, Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. This wretched body of death that only Christ and him crucified can rescue. He alone can rescue us from eternal damnation. Our Father who art in heaven, he is faithful in keeping his promises to you and to me 100%. I want to take a moment also to hear again from Luke, this reading this morning in verses 22 through 24, where Jesus is presented at the table. It read, And when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written by the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. The first male. And they must, the parents, offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of turtle doves in this case, or two young pigeons. A little different than what Hannah brought. An ephah of grain, a skin of wine, and a calf. Well, let's get one thing straight here. If there was ever a man who doesn't have to do what the law says, it's Jesus. Jesus is the one who made the law. Jesus is the one who wrote it on stone tablets. Jesus is the perfect and holy and sinless. Jesus alone is perfect, holy, and sinless. In his life, well, let me start back here. <clears throat> if there's one man again who doesn't need to offer a sacrifice for his birth, it's Jesus. So here's the question. Why, does his, why do his parents do that? Why would his parents follow the law of Moses why is Jesus treated as if he is under the law? Why does he have to be presented to the Lord? Do you have any thoughts on that? The reason is, is because he has to come and he has to put himself under the law so that it will apply to him just as it applies to you. One more time, he had to submit himself in flesh to be under the law and that it would apply to him just as it applies to you. But the difference between him and you, the difference between he and I is that he is going to keep that law. 
He's going to keep that promise. He will fulfill it. He will do it. He will never, ever break the law. And then he's going to give that law-keeping to you. He kept the law for you and for me. In the Old Testament, the firstborn child had to be redeemed. That is to be brought back with a sacrifice. And this was a reminder of the firstborn of Egypt who had died when the Lord set his people free. It also pointed ahead to God's only begotten son, his firstborn, his and Mary's firstborn, that he would give his life to save all the children regardless of the order of their birth. By law of Moses, the firstborn male. But Jesus fulfilled the law and all of the children are saved. All of the children are bought back, purchased at a price. All of them, regardless of their gender and regardless of their birth order. Amen, hallelujah, thank you, Lord. Jesus put himself under the law both ways. He put himself under the law under its requirements, and he put himself under the law under its curses. Under its curses. In his life, he keeps the commandments perfectly. In his life, he lived the life that you could not, that I could not. In his life, he went on to the cross and he suffers the judgment and the curse of the law, even up to and including dying the death that you deserved. And he lived your life and he died your death. And in doing both, he has saved you. One more time. He keeps the commandments perfectly. Living the life you and I could not. He suffers the judgment and the curse of the law. Dying the death that you and I deserve. He lived your life, my life, and your death and my death. And in doing both, he has set us free. He has saved you and me. It is likely that your parents brought you to a church when you were a baby. But not to fulfill the law. It wasn't to fulfill the law. They brought you to church to have put upon you holy baptism. And in holy baptism, the law keeping perfection and salvation of Jesus, the law keeping perfection and salvation of Jesus was applied on you. You and I, 
like Simeon, can depart in peace because our Father keeps his, prop, his promises 100%. In the name of Jesus, amen. Please stand. Let us now confess our faith together to the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of the Son of the Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy
the Lord be with you. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we come before you as sinners who have transgressed your commands, often seeking our own pleasures while overlooking the needs of our neighbors. In your mercy, we ask that you would forgive our sins and incline our hearts to fear you and our minds to delight in your commandments. Guide us continually to love you above all things and to love our neighbors as ourselves. Lord, in your mercy. Merciful Father, the apostles were not sent to proclaim the wisdom of men, but your wisdom the gospel of Jesus Christ and him crucified. Grant pastors to proclaim that same truth among us today. Lead them by your spirit to be faithful under shepherds of your flock. Guard them from the temptations of the evil one that they may be pure in life, in faith, and in doctrine. Protect them, especially during times of persecution, that your sheep may always hear your word and cling to the hope that it brings, rather than to any rival comforts the world may offer. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, we ask that you would grant health and wisdom to all who are in authority over us, especially the President and Congress of the United States and all our governors and judges. Direct them to actions that are in accord with your will, that we may be governed in peace and with justice. Lord, in your mercy. Loving Father, we ask that you would look with favor upon all who are in sickness, pain, or trouble especially those on our February prayer list and those who will be named today on the cards or out loud as, as we turn our hearts and our prayers to you now, Lord. Give them patience and comfort in their affliction and if it pleases you, restore them to health or give them grace to accept this tribulation with courage and hope. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, you join man and woman into one flesh union of marriage. And when you see fit, you grant the blessing of children. Strengthen the marriages of your people against the seductions of the world and the marriage bed may be undefiled. And lead us to raise up the godly offspring you seek. Lord, in your mercy. O oh God, your son calls those who hear and believe his word to be the light of the world. By your word and sacraments, hold us fast in the true faith that our light may shine before others and that our good works would lead them to proclaim your glory. Lord, in your mercy.
Into your hands, dear Father, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace. Will you please stand? Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. We want to see you. Thank you, Liz. Will you pray with me? Blessed are you. be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, sharing our life he lived with us to reveal your glory, Father, and your love, that our darkness would give way to his own brilliant light. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy. 
night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we, we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us now pray together the prayer that Jesus taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, lived our life. He lived our death. He took the full measure of the law upon himself because we couldn't. He kept his promises because we won't, because we can't. Our Father who art in heaven keeps his promises 100%. And this meal is a deposit on those good things to come, salvation, everlasting life with him in heaven, face to face with Jesus. Now, I heard you confess him as your Lord and Savior. I know that you believe in him. If this is your confession, then come. The table is prepared. You may be seated, and the ushers will bring you forward.
That was Idlevice. Do you guys hear that? Idlevice. Help. Somebody knows that. <laughs> Beautiful. Will you please stand? He keeps his promises 100%. He loves his children regardless of the birth order. You were ransomed, purchased, bought at a price so that you may reside with him forever. That's how much he loved the world, right? For those who would believe would have everlasting life, that they wouldn't perish. You will have everlasting life. That's his promise, and he keeps it. 100%. And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our closing hymn is praise and thanksgiving.